This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, January 21st, 2019. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. You can also subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. Today we have a very special guest on the show, Nancy Youssef. Nancy Youssef is the founder and president of Curves with Purpose a plus-size fashion community. The e-commerce marketplace is ascending the movement of shape diversity, cultivating global brands for women sizes up to 3X, utilizing an online fit tool to ease the online shopping experience and providing size and styling recommendation. Curse with Purpose also supports charitable organizations in an effort to help disrupt the cycle of poverty. Nancy has served since 2015 as Senior Vice President, International Business Development for Destination XL Group, the largest omni-channel specialty retailer of big and tall men's apparel. Prior to joining Destination XL, Youssef was Vice President, International Business Development since 2009 for New York Stock Exchange listed Genesco Inc., where she was responsible for growing the footwear and apparel retailer's portfolio of brands around the U.S. In this role, she successfully directed the entry of the Fortune 1000 company in more than two dozen countries around the world. Prior to that, she served as senior brand manager for interactive multi-channel retailer HSN Inc. and also has led business development for fashion apparel and accessory importer and distributor SAS Egypt. Let's welcome Nancy to the show. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, and happy Martin Luther King Day. Yes, same to you. And so since it's Martin Luther King Day, I think you are a perfect person to be on because your curse with your purpose, one of the big things is to give back to charity and serve others. So this worked out perfectly. Absolutely. We're so excited. We love his message, of course, and you know, I just found out today, I'm super excited. So I went to Penn State and I found out that today, 54 years ago, he spoke on our campus just a couple of weeks after he received the Nobel Peace Prize. So I, it was even more exciting today than usual. <laughs> wow. Well, let's yeah. start, let's start talking, learning about you and let's go back to the beginning. So you yeah. are currently based in Nashville, Tennessee, but where were you born and raised? So that's a bit of a loaded question, but I was born in North Jersey, Livingston, New Jersey, um, but we moved when I was six months old. So I actually grew up in Europe. Uh, We moved back to the U.S., and I lived in London, Paris, 
and Geneva. Um, we moved back to the U.S. when I was going into my last year of middle school, and we were in Princeton, New Jersey, and then for high school, we were outside of Philadelphia, uh, and then from college on, uh, I was in the Philadelphia area, but I left again uh, after university. I worked for a few years uh, in an accounting and investment role and then had my early life crisis where I went to fashion design school in Milan, Italy. So I went back to Europe, um, and that was really the beginning and what kicked off uh, 20-some years ago, Curves with Purpose. I didn't know it at the time, but my project for my design school program was a women's plus-size clothing line. Oh, really? So initially, initially you wanted to be a fashion designer? Well, I was an accountant who loved fashion and design, and I really wanted to get into retail, but no one would hire an accountant to be a designer or creative or merchandiser. They were like, no, you can definitely work in our finance department, our accounting department. I'm like, no, that's not what I want to do. So I quit my job and went to design school so I could get the creative side of it. Right. And so, as you mentioned, you went to design school in Milan, Italy, and you are fluent in five languages. Now, did you pick this up just growing up, living in different places, or was this strategic for your career? Um, It was definitely started uh, growing up in different places. So French was actually my first language. Um, because we moved to Paris when I was six months old. And and my parents, um, you know, thankfully to them, the best thing they ever did for us was really harp on languages. My parents are Egyptian. They're immigrants to the U.S. And we spoke Arabic at home, but in school we took French. And even when we moved on to other countries from there, they kept putting us in French schools. So we maintained that language. Obviously we learned English along the way, and then uh, Spanish and Italian came around after that. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you fo- how did your focus change from fashion designer to international business development? Yeah. Well, I really stumbled into it, honestly. When I was in design school, um, this was in the early 2000s, and in the early 2000s, some of the international markets hadn't really been tapped uh, as as far as uh, emerging markets and brands going into those markets. So mm-hmm. uh, because I spoke some languages and we had some connections in the Middle East in particular, um, mm-hmm. one of the groups who was really involved with our design school, who was um, a big name brand in out of Italy, they really wanted to enter the Middle East market. And they said, well, do you have any connections and could you help us? And I'm like, sure, I know nothing about this, but yeah, I can do this. Right. <laughs> and so I accidentally got into the international side of helping brands go overseas. And so it just started that way. And the company that I connected them with out of Dubai um, said, hey, we want to bring more brands into the region. Would you come on and work for us in a business development capacity? And I'm like, okay. And and so I just kind of stumbled into that career, honestly. Uh, I knew when I was in design school that I loved the art side and the creative side, but my brain was definitely the number side. I mean, my best class was pattern making because it was all numbers. Um, mm-hmm. And so I knew that I would get into the business side of it. Uh, I just didn't know that it would take the shape of international business development. 
Right. That's amazing. So you travel like every week or is is it not as frequent? Yeah, so I used to travel, um, you know, globally every month and maybe for a week or a week and a half or two. The schedule really, it depended on several things. One, trade shows. So I would obviously attend trade shows overseas, but then meetings with potential partners or if we were trying to acquire a company. So my my role within these companies was really – strategic in that I looked at which country was suitable for a brand, how Mm -hmm. we would enter that market space. So is it a franchise? Is it a joint venture? Would we acquire an existing company or would we be greenfield and just start from scratch? So I had a different lens for every country and every brand that I worked with. And then you had an advantage on some other people because you had actually lived in some of these places and had networks in some of these places. Yeah, so it was it was really it just all kind of fell into place, you know. There's always a plan out there. And <laughs> yeah. It was bigger than me. I just followed it. <laughs> so you are currently the senior vice president international business development for Destination XL Group, which is for big and tall men. Now tell me how you got with this company and what do you do there? So DXL, so actually um, I I have stepped away full-time from DXL. I was recruited there a few years ago to start for them uh, their international business. They had one operation in in the U.K. in London, um, and they wanted to expand more globally. So they they hired me to create that division for them. Um, But I, I sort of got an itch a year into it. Uh, thinking about wanting to do something on my own. And that's really when Curves with Purpose uh, was being born, was as as I was there, I really, as I traveled and, and you know, DXL is a men's big and tall market space, but right. every company that I would talk to would ask about women's plus size clothing. They, you know, they kept saying, there's such a need, there's such a need, there's such a need. And I kept thinking to myself, my gosh, you know, I, I had this project 20 years ago and I can't believe in the year 2017 or 20, you know, 16, we're still having this conversation. How could there be right. such a need and such a demand? And there was. Um, and so I just kept having this itch and having this itch. And, and so now it's been almost two years that I've gone full time uh, into the creation of Curves with Purpose. Oh, okay. So how did you learn about the Plus community? Was it through that job or were you already familiar? A little bit of both. Um, my family background, I think I'd mentioned my parents are Egyptian, uh, you know, I'm Egyptian. And so our culture is one that most people are actually plus size women. And, um, you know, growing up, I used to watch my family really have to, we have to make our clothes. You know, people had to um, go out. They couldn't find everyday cool street clothes that they wanted to wear or just even you know, fashionable clothes. You could name a handful of stores around the world that catered to the to the plus size community. And I'm not even talking about you know up to size 32 or or whatever. I'm talking about even what was back then 810 was considered you know plus size, and and even that was a struggle. Or size 12 was a struggle to find clothing. And so, which is as we know, you know, the average woman in America 
is is a fourteen sixteen. So it was just crazy to me that you know you had to keep making these clothes. So it was always sort of a part of my life. Um, I just started learning more and more about it as I got into the market space um, and and got out there and really kept an eye on what was happening globally. And it's not just in the U.S. I mean, you know, it's across the globe. I was in the U.K. A couple months ago for an event, um, we had our first pop-up in, in the U.K., and it was very clear and obvious that it was something that was needed even there, you know. Right. So for someone that's listening that has never heard of Curves uh, with the purpose, uh, Curves with purpose, sorry, tell us <laughs> what, what it is. So Curves with Purpose, what we're really trying to do is create a conversation. It's obviously it's based on clothing. It's women's plus size clothing. We start from size medium and go all the way through to 5X now. We've expanded because there's been such a demand. Uh, but what I do is really we curate um, global brands. So through all my travels and all the brands that I've become acquainted with, we've had the opportunity to work with specific brands, um, some of them making products specifically for us, some of them not. And really the way that I um, describe it to people is it's really the anthropology for plus size. If you're familiar with that brand anthropology, it's really sort of a, you know, more unique, more fashion, uh, but still a little bit classic, but it just has this cool vibe um, and fits really anybody and everybody's taste and lifestyle. It's a conversation, a journey. We talk about women's journeys all the time. We talk about and share women's stories and the aspiring women. And, you know, the clothing is a part of it, but it's really just a small part of it. It's really a bigger community is what we're trying to build. So um, this is not a consignment shop. You sell new clothes? Mm -hmm. New clothing and always a percentage, even up to 100% of the proceeds, go back to a local charity. So if we do a pop-up shop uh, in a certain location, we'll pick a local charity in that location and make sure that a good percentage of our proceeds goes back to that. Here in the Nashville area, um, probably the biggest charity that we work with is, is an organization called Souls for Souls. Souls for mm -hmm. Souls has been a really uh, powerful and impactful organization that I've been working with for uh, almost six years now, and they provide new and used clothing and footwear to people in need. But even better, what they do is help create jobs in the sense that they have a um, social enterprise program, basically, where they teach people how to have their own little store or resell products. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk more about the charity, but let me get a couple more questions in about. Um, yeah. So what is the price point of the clothing that you sell? So we our average ticket is probably around $55. Um, we we are a little bit higher, but it's definitely more quality. And so the, the way that we, we look at the product is, um, it's really product that's going to stay with you. They're staple pieces in your wardrobe that you can wear day, night, wherever you're going. Um, they're classic enough that they'll last with you, and the quality is really great. And you mentioned you do pop-up shops, but you do more than just pop-up shops at events. You actually rent out stores in the mall, right? Correct. Yes, exactly. So 
um, we will go into a mall and take up um, a space, and just for a short short period of time, a week, two weeks, up to a month, um, and we we pop up our store and, and have an entire experience for people to come in and see it. And what's interesting about it is one of the things that we do on our website is we have a digital fit tool. So essentially what you can do is go online, you see a product, you can get onto that product and say, okay, these are my measurements, and we'll tell you what size you should be within that product, any product on the site. So we know that even within the same brand, you know, it's the ongoing conversation all the time, even within the same brand, fit varies by top or bottom or even yeah. the same top if it manufactured wherever. So we try to alleviate that and the concern, especially because we're predominantly online, of will it fit me? Um, and we think that it's worked really well for us, actually, and we've had truly a, a really minimal return in the course of the last year that we've been in business because we really help people find their right fit Um and we do that same thing in the store, and, and there's such a great customer service experience. And that's why we love doing the pop-up shops, because we get to be one-on-one with our shopper and with the person that's supporting us. So you have transi- transitioned into a full-time entrepreneur, correct? Yes, correct. <laughs> so has that been scary? Very. I tell people it's a roller coaster of emotions. Um, you know, one minute in the day, I'm thrilled and super excited, and then something will happen, and I'm in tears in the corner at my house, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I know. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's, so, uh, no, it's, it's been amazing. And more, more importantly, what's been truly phenomenal, because, you know, I've been corporate my whole life. Right. Uh, the support of the women in this space and this industry in general has been truly overwhelming. I mean, I, I never imagined that if you had asked me two years ago, you know, when I was going on this path and, and, and would I have imagined the amount of support that we all have for each other? No, I wouldn't have. It, it's really, that's probably been the most incredible part of this journey, truly. So do you have a staff that helps you run everything? Because I imagine in just starting out, the budget would be tight. Or are you just a one-woman <laughs> show right now? It's tight. I have had, um, I, I have a ton of freelancers that help me. Um, I've had a ton of support within the community. And I have one person who's been full time with me um, for about, I guess, eight months now. Um, and she's really the rock on which I stand, to be honest. I mean, um, yeah, being a one woman show is crazy. Having someone else to lean on is really amazing. Um, but we continue to grow and we continue to, you know, hire more and more freelancers, particularly when it comes to like the pop-up shops and things like that. So it's been super exciting and not in that front. Right. So you mentioned earlier that a big part of Curves with Purpose is to support charitable organizations. And one you specifically picked, it helps disrupt the cycle of poverty. Now, why was having a charitable aspect important to you, especially since you just started and you can use all the profit right now. Why was it important for you to include that? You know, um, I truly believe that we all have been, um, whatever we've been given is blessings along the way. And, you know, whatever we can do to help other people will grow because in turn they're going to help us and, and support us. 
I don't mean us as a company, but people in general. You know, I think I think one of the the greatest things that I've learned along the way is is seeing the impact that giving back has on people. Is I mean, I can't describe in words how amazing that is, and I always want to be able to help people and give back. Um, you know, and more and more we give a greater amount of the, the profits because really, to me, this business is about building a community and helping people. And the way that I've always known how is for this charitable component. Um, but I think there's even more good that we can do as a community and as a plus size community for sure. And so you mentioned that the organization souls for souls is one of your charitable organizations. Is that the main one or is that one of many that you donate to? We we have several. So the way that we've done it is Souls for Souls is the main one as far as online. For example, um, you know, we always have it dedicated to Souls for Souls. However, when we do our pop-up shops, which we do one about every month in various oh, locations okay. around the country, um, we'll pick a local charity um, in those locations to give back to. So as far as online, our mainstream one is always Souls for Souls. And then when we go around the country or the world, what have you, um, we'll pick someone local and and donate to whether it's proceeds or, for example, during back to school, um, we happen to be up in the Northeast. And so we collected books and uh, rulers and paper and whatever things that people needed for back to school. So it's not always just a monetary contribution. We always try to get out and go into the community and support either physically or through contributions of items that they may need. And with the main charity that you support, Soul for Souls for Souls, I see you are on the board. Um, well, you're the chair of the board. Yeah. And <laughs> is this charity a part of your international travels too? Because I see some of the things is going, you know, different parts of the world to help people. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, I've had the the good fortune of going um, and supporting in Honduras, in Haiti. Um, I'm going in the summer, at the end of the summer, Dominican Republic. So there's a lot of countries around the world. Um, As I mentioned, you know, my my family's Egyptian as well. And so we've started some work in Egypt. In fact, I was there last week uh, and we we started to do some work there. So anywhere that we really can help, um, we do. We have a big focus domestically as well because obviously here in the U.S. we have a big issue, um, particularly with the younger school-age kids. So we do a lot of collection for them. And how can the average person get involved with their charity? Like, for instance, I love to do charitable things. How could I get involved? Oh, there's so many awesome ways. I love this question. So um, there's so many opportunities, and particularly Souls for Souls. One, if you want to do a shoe drive uh, or clothing drive locally, one of the coolest things is they partnered with um, an organization called Zappos. Zappos is a retailer, an online retailer, predominantly known for footwear. But they'll send you, uh, if you go online and, and go to the Zappos for good site, you can download a free shipping label and send anything that you've collected back, and they'll take care of the shipping. Um, you can also uh, participate in a travel program. So if, you, if you're if you so moved, um, get a group of friends together and go on one of these trips. It's truly a life-changing experience to be able – because what you do on these trips is you go to these countries, 
armored with a ton of shoes and clothes. You go, um, you sit literally at the feet of these children and wash their feet and give them new shoes. And it's amazing. And some of the shoes are coming from big companies and big corporations that are donating brand new shoes. Um, you can start a little group. You know, I have two boys in, in school, and so I've asked them to have shoe collection boxes in their schools or clothing collection boxes. So there's so many different things. Um, they partner with other big brand retailers, such as Macy's, uh, DSW Shoes, for example, and they'll host drives in those different locations, and they're always looking for an ambassador to be there and, and really kind of promote the program and talk about oh, it. So that's something there's I so can many do. amazing ways. Yeah, so that it's really phenomenal, and we're located all over the country. I mean, their their headquarters are actually here, right outside of Nashville. They have regional distribution centers all over the country um, and the world, actually. Nice. Now, with the current climate, um, political climate, is it still easy to travel internationally to do business and charity work, or is it a little more scary now? Um, you know, I think throughout the years, and, you know, I've been doing this, <laughs> I'm almost 42, don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been traveling like this for a long, long time, and I will tell you, it just ebbs and flows. Um, I don't think it's any more scary. I, I, I saw a ton of international travelers. You know, Egypt, for example, is a country that's been hit really hard with political strife and terrorism and all that stuff. But as I was there last week, um, I noticed on my flight it was a ton of foreigners visiting the country and a lot of Americans. So I think travel's still okay. I mean, I think like in any major city that you go to, if you're going to a major city, you just have to be cautious and be aware of your surroundings. I don't think the political climate has really impacted uh, free travel in that way, where it's still pretty, pretty okay, you know. Good, good. So moving forward in 2019, I saw you post a video saying you had a new extended uh, vision for Curves with Purpose, and one of the things included a new Facebook group. Yes. So we're we're really trying to get out. You know, last year was really a foundational year for us. It was our first full year in business. We were building the brand, sort of trying to get out there and get people to know who we were and get our message out. Um, you know, we still have a lot to do in that front, but we've, we've really built a base of just people that truly believe in our mission and vision, what we're trying to do and accomplish and, and be not just another retailer, but a, a, a community minded group, right? So we thought the Facebook group would be a great way to connect people in that way and to share that vision and that journey and, and share everybody else's purpose. There's so much greatness in this community and so many people accomplish, accomplishing so many amazing things. We really wanted to have a platform to talk through all of that. Um, we're also getting more and more into our charitable um, side of the business. So, so we're doing a few awesome partnerships that will come up in the next couple months with um, really big brands that have partnered with us because they also believe in our mission and are creating products. And I can't share the names of the brands, but you'll see it soon. Um, okay. We're going to create product that's exclusive where 100% of the proceeds are going to go back to um, charities. Um, and some of the charities are, are ones that are supporting 
body positivity and mental health, the things that are really impacting our community. Um, so we're super excited about that. And we are also, um, in the next month or so, we will be launching, we've been invited to be part of um, Macy's is doing um, like a pop-up within some of their big big stores, and they've invited us to participate in that. So we're really excited about that. Oh, nice, nice. So what yeah. is the ultimate yeah. goal for your brand? Does it look like uh, multiple stores across the country, or what? what is your ultimate vision? Well, the multiple stores – So I'm a little jaded having hailed from the retail industry, and I see Mm -hmm. what's happening, the domino effect of retail stores shutting down. (laughs) That's true, true. So that scares me a little bit. Um, But I think, you know, what I'd love to see is for us to continue to expand in really an experiential way. So I love the idea of these pop-ups. I love showing up in people's communities and having the community members be a part of it and sort of share their stories as well. Um, we've had a ton of interest of people becoming sort of brand ambassadors and, and not necessarily, again, not just, you know, to sell the clothes, but to tell the stories and create these little community effort groups. Um, we started here in Nashville um, this quarterly gathering, and there are different gatherings every time. We had a uh, gathering at an art museum, and we had this you know, artists come in and she did free sketch of all the people that attended. And it was cool. It was a conversation. It happened to be, um, there was a great exhibit there that was really talking about um, African-American art. And so it was a really great conversation. And so things like that, we're trying to do more of that really building a grassroots community around us. Um, so 2019, we're super excited about, about the path, but I think the vision long-term is really to build this sustainable business, one that's going to evolve and be fluid with the community as the community grows and evolves, and making sure that we continue to select brand partners that have the same ethos and the same shared values. I mean, that's probably the number one goal and focus for 2019 is to continue to find people, companies, resources that are all really seeing the same vision and have the shared values that we have. And I can see you going on a tour, like a 10-city tour, and then do the pop-up shop in every city and have it like a big a big thing promoted from city to city. Yes, we would love that. It is on our <laughs> plans, Yes. <laughs> So do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Anything else we should know? Um, I think for now, you know, look for us. We're going to be coming to um, some of the Macy's locations. We've got a couple online opportunities that are coming up. Um, we have really the one uh, in just a couple of weeks, we've got another pop-up happening in Nashville Um, and then we'll start sort of making our way around the country for the rest of the year. Um, We're going to be in New York in March. Uh, Dates aren't finalized yet, but we'll be there. So we've got a a couple really interesting things sort of on the radar. Oh, we're going to be in Vegas mid-February. Oh, nice. So you're already doing like a mini tour already because you're on the move. Yeah, just a little bit, yes. We we definitely move. There is no doubt about that. (laughs) 
So tell us your official website and social media pages. Yes. So our official website is curveswithpurpose.com. Our uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram is Curves With Purpose, and Twitter is Curves Purpose. Um, And on our website is my email. If anyone has any questions or wants to talk about anything or collaboration, I'm always open to everything and anyone. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking with you today, and I'm going to put it out there. One day when you go back to Egypt, I want to go with you because on my business business page, the number two city that follows me is Cairo, Egypt, and I don't know why. I don't know if I look like I'm from Egypt. I don't know, but I have a lot of people following me from Cairo for some reason. You must have Cleopatra eyes. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Oh, I'll definitely so, take you. You will love it. Yes. Well definitely keep in touch keep in touch with the, the charity and everything. We're just gonna have to have an offline conversation soon. Definitely. Absolutely. Well okay, well thank you for being on the show and continue success with everything you have going on. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it and hope you have an awesome day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. And thank you to my fabulous guest, Nancy Youssef. Make sure you are following Curves with Purpose. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.